0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast
1: with host Fifi Peters. And so we finish by taking it back to the markets and a particular stock that uh, did pretty well. In fact, outperformed what the uh, main. Uh, Indice, the main index, the JSC did. I mean, at one stage, uh, shares of Discovery were up over 3%, and this is shortly after it dropped its uh, results for the first six months uh, to uh, December, earlier on this morning. So I spoke to CEO uh, Adrian Gore of Discovery, and I uh, spoke to him about how the year was, or the six months was under review. And I also asked whether the uh, market was right in being optimistic about what the road ahead could potentially look like for discovery. Listen to what he had to say.
0: I mean, I think the the period was for us particularly strong. We had operating profits got 22 percent. New business was very strong. I think most important as well is new initiatives like the bank are really coming on stream and the spend on new initiatives has come down. So I think what we illustrated in the period was a very, very disciplined performance around our shared value model. So all the stuff we said we do, I think, has come... Has really come forward uh, over the period. I think as well that the environment is particularly complex, and every market we're in is different challenges where it's SA with load shedding, the US, the UK stagflation, wherever we are, there's difficulties. But I think our businesses are well positioned. So. I do believe the performance was strong and good. At the same time, I sense that the, the potential for growth is very strong going forward. So it has been a very good period.
1: Mm-hmm. And just on the new business, I see you even indicate in the uh, health medical scheme division that a uh, new business there was higher than, than your own expectations. So just some color on what drove the strength in new business and just for the detail on whether you expect the uh, same level of growth in the period ahead or whether we could be in for some slight moderation?
0: Well I think listen, I think the new business in interestingly, both Discovery Health and Vitality Health in the UK has been very strong. And to an extent there is a real concern about healthcare systems. There's a real concern on a kind of a flight to quality. So I think on the back of that, both of our health companies really attracted considerable new business. Whether we can continue at that level, you can't grow twenty percent a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do think that the the, the different dynamics driving The different markets the nhs in the uk is having a fairly tough time so there's a there's a strong buying of private medical insurance and here i think there is there's just a i think the quality of the discovery health medical scheme offering has been really good so it's it has been a good period for us i I think we can continue to grow Strongly, but I'm not convinced you can go those kind of levels, obviously, you know, going forward at 20% plus.
1: Sure. Just in terms of the investments that uh, you are saying that individuals are making in their health a lot more than the previous reporting period, do you reckon that the COVID-19 pandemic also uh, influenced that? And do you reckon that the pandemic has perhaps uh, structurally changed how we view our health and how we invest in our health based on what your numbers are saying?
0: yes i do i think that people are concerned about health and resilience and wellness and i think both have experienced potential danger in the pandemic the other point is i think they've seen the data that you know the kinds of things that made you vulnerable to things like COVID were were things that you can avoid you know lifestyle choices about being fit etc so i think that's one issue i think people are concerned about death you know and therefore life insurance and other coverages are are important it's not a negative message i just think that you know i think COVID created a different lens on, on where the risk may be so whether it's structural or not, I don't know. I, I, think is, I think it is quite profound. We are seeing the benefits of that. Uh, you know, the, the levels of engagement in vitality, you know, in, in physical activity and those kinds of things has been really, really strong. So these are, I think, all good developments, frankly. I think we can make people healthier.
1: Are you excited about developments over in China, just the re- recent reopening of that uh, economy? Uh, what do you reckon that uh, could mean for your uh, Chinese operations, uh, Ping An, going forward?
0: Well, Ping An Health has had a, you know, today it's a massive company and it's it's done really well. I think the concept of China, the six months was really, really difficult. You know, you had all the lockdowns and the easing of the lockdowns and the COVID, the lifting of COVID zero, then a massive wave coming through. So it's been a difficult six months. um, But, you know, our estimation is that the second half, you know, from now till June and longer into the end of the calendar year, is likely to see much more economic growth in China, the opening up, et cetera. So I do think we'll see growth. It's a huge market. I think as well, my, my sense is COVID there has made people dramatically more focused on health. You know, And the research we've done is that people are, are concerned about health, health insurance. So all the dynamics seem to be good. Our business is big. It's exceptionally well run. So I think we're optimistic about what we can do.
1: All right. So still uh, circling back to the dividend. You are uh, holding it uh, right now, waiting for uh, more favorable conditions, as it were. But you are spending uh, in the business. You're spending in new initiatives and you're also uh, supporting the bank uh, further, Discovery Bank. Talk to us about Discovery Bank and whether it is performing to expectations in the environment.
0: Discovery Bank has been absolutely quite remarkable. I think it's been the standout performance for us. Uh, it's operating within its capital plan, within its budgets. Its growth is ahead of budget. The actual usage by customers is is kind of dramatically better. And then I think the just the narrative, the anecdotal narrative about people using the bank, the experience, the travel platform, you know, all the stuff happening. So it just feels, you know, you look at the data, it's compelling. But when you look at the kind of anecdotal stuff coming through from my customers, it's incredible. So the bank is is really something we are very proud about. I think it's it's remarkably special.
1: So the uh, profitability target's on track then?
0: Yes, I think so. I mean, we said we'll get operational break-even during this year. We'll get full break-even next in the next calendar year. And the potential to really to really create real economic value, I think, is there. And uh, the benefit of the customers is, is really, really strong. So I think the bank's performance on every metric is, is good. We tried our best in the presentation this morning to kind of cut the data in some kind of coherent form that you can really get a sense of how it's playing out. And uh, we are very optimistic about the bank.
1: Mm-hmm. Even in this environment, um, and perhaps you can just give us a bit of color of how uh, Discovery Bank clients are showing up. I mean, interest rates are under up. Inflation is still sticky. Uh, everything else has gone up. So most people are in a cost of living crisis right now. How are you seeing that translate to uh, the resiliency or perhaps uh, lack thereof of the Discovery Banking client?
0: I mean, we're not we're not yet seeing a, a dramatic increase in defaults. Um, that may be on the app, so we're being very, very careful. Um, the bank itself is aimed at giving people access to travel, you know, healthy foods, those kinds of things at discounts, provided they manage their money and their health well, which is in their control. So the entire orientation of the bank is trying to give people value for money. That's the idea. But how how all of the banks plan in the next year will be interesting. I think we've not. Not simple times, you know, in terms of potential cost of living issues, recession, let's just see how it plays out. But uh, I think we've seen throughout the entire business, once people engage in vitality and all the, the kind of triggers and structures we've created, they tend to be very sticky and they stay with us. Um, and that's, that's the purpose of the model, you know, to help them through life.
1: All right. Circling back to your uh, comments on load shedding, I just want to understand what the uh, impact on load shedding uh, has been on your business but also what's what what it's done to how you're thinking of uh, covering uh, for risk or the cost of insurance premiums right now
0: i mean you know the direct effect on us as an operating set of entities there's a cost to it but i think we are, are meticulous in how we run so you know we have all kinds of backups and structures i don't have that concern i think the bigger concern for us is just what it's doing to our client base what they go through their affordability the knock-on effect on the economy i think that for us the second order dimension, right, is important. We are seeing load, you know, power search claims in our in discovery Insure. Um, kind of almost 100 million in the last six months. It's not insignificant, so it's illustrating the effect it's having on people, um, you know. But I'm I'm hoping we'll muddle through this. You know, it's going to take some time.
1: So you're not taking any particular uh, position regarding uh, what you do cover related to load shedding-related claims. I mean, some other insurers have uh, pooled. Uh, certain covers that do relate to grid failure and load shedding and the like just what's your thinking around we
0: are look we are mainly focused on the personal line so we're not covering major corporates in different ways so it's important to understand our segment the other point is that we have over time as we've learned to make sure that the load shedding the coverage around you know power surges is appropriate you know excesses payable are appropriate adjustments have been made but we're not retracting that cover no we are
1: not all right. So, talking about the economy then, in broad, I mean, we just had a, a message, the framework, the latest one tabled by the finance minister, the fiscal side of uh, the economy in terms of its uh, plans uh, to get the engines going again. What do you, what do you make of it? Any takeaways?
0: I thought it was very responsible. I must say, I thought it was, it was sound. It was not nothing, and it was dramatically unexpected, which I think is a good thing. You know, we're living through times now where every day you wake up as a new risk potentially. I think the policy framework seems fine i think the approach was was i think very responsible uh, to my mind focused on the right kind of things not unexpectedly taking on the escum debt and you know things like relief on on buying solar etc although maybe that'd be a bit low but directionally yeah, i think quite responsible i think our difficulty in south africa is execution you know not policy i think the framework is fine for that we've got to just execute on these plans frankly
1: What about the um, developments that ensued after? You mentioned ESCOM, I'm talking about the CEO specifically and some of the allegations that he made uh, relating to uh, how government is run right now and alluding to the ongoing uh, corruption that uh, he believes he saw. Did that cast any cloud uh, on the uh, optimistic outlook that you have for the economy or cautiously optimistic I suppose is more accurate? I think listen, listen.
0: My my view on the on South Africa is that I think there's tremendous potential that we have to keep working and building to liberate. It's not a naive optimism. There are considerable challenges, but I think that we can somehow control our destiny appropriately. I think the Eskom situation is really, really problematic. I think it will take us time to fix. Um, I think it will only be fixed with public and private inter, you know intervention working together. I haven't really studied fully yet, given results of the day. What's what's happened with, with the with the CEO. Um, but what he says is, of course, worrying. I, I don't think I don't think anyone was in, under any illusion that there was not massive corruption at Eskom and at certain plants. I think there's nothing new in that. I would guess some of the more the more substantial criticism we have to try and understand, you know, and and see that that stuff is somehow surfaced or we understand what's going on. Sure. But there's no, I mean, this is this is not quite standard fare. But I think that we, you know, it's just part of the the Eskom saga that we've got to somehow over and deal with.
1: Just uh, finally, uh, Adrian, in terms of your uh, dividend, you do say that uh, you will revisit that stance uh, at your year end. And I'm trying to understand what conditions would make you open the taps on dividends again. I mean, is this um, interest rates being at a particular level or inflation being at a particular uh, level of your comfort?
0: You know, it's a fascinating question. Just bear in mind, you know, we we paid a dividend pre-COVID at a very high coverage level. So we've never been a massive dividend paying stock. I don't think people bought discovery for dividends. And in fact, many of our shareholders pre-COVID asked, why are you paying a dividend? you invest in considerably in growth. It gets great returns. Don't pay a dividend. Mm-hmm. So to an extent, going into COVID, we suspended the dividend. We didn't give it up much of a thought. And we, at the last results, just innocently said, we're not starting yet. We'll see. And we, we, we ran into like a wall of criticism. I don't, I don't think it was a dividend. I don't think it was a dividend per se. I think it was more the symbolism about why aren't you doing it? Sure. I'm not convinced, you know, everyone's hankering for a dividend cover of five times. The fact is we try to show in those results, and I do think it's been accepted. We're not focused on the dividend. We focused on growth, getting the bank to scale. It's an interim set of results that you it as we go along. So I don't think there's any dramatic set of signs that will revisit. I think, the, you know, restarting the dividend will happen. It's not our reason for being, frankly.
1: All right. Uh, good to know. Uh, but, Adrian, thanks so much for your time. We'll leave it there. Adrian Gore, the CEO of Discovery.